Good morning, guys. It is Friday, April 24th. I just love Fridays. Um, I am keeping my word so far, and I'm doing six questions from my ask. So you can go to my website, mytaughtyou.com, and go to Ask Me Anything, plug in a question, and I'm going to be answering six questions every three days up until my 36th birthday. Get it? Three and six. I'll be 36 May 15th. Um, I've got some really fun questions today. I have some sort of how to break into the industry questions, uh, a little bit more detailed than yesterday. Um, my outlook on dating, uh, some tips on how to read more books. Um, and then the final question I really, really love. It seems really cool. Uh, my dishwasher is going, I'm having my coffee. And as soon as I'm done with this and uploading it, I'm going to head to the gym. So just bear with me if there's any sounds or noises or pauses, you know how it goes. Thank you to everybody who's, who have, who has bought the, my taught you journal. I love it when you share the things that you're doing with me. Um, there were two podcasts, two private podcasts that you should have gotten. Um, that were really, really, um, a lot deeper than some of these like where I really kind of take a deep dive and I am planning uh next like I think it's the first or second week of May because I'm going out of town but I am planning kind of like a um like a call where I'm going to allow you to maybe tweet me or Instagram me with a hashtag and I'm going to just talk about all the things that you want to talk about about the journal sending your questions before and really have a call with everybody to discuss some of the things that you want to discuss anyway without further ado we're going to get into these Friday Friday questions um number one hi my leak hi do you have any suggestions on finding ways to intern or assist a fashion style as a fashion stylist I have tried to find potential local designers, but to no avail. I am willing to work very hard if someone would give me the chance. Any suggestions? Thank you. Now, believe it or not, I actually worked as an assistant fashion stylist when I was in college. Um, I actually worked at an agency that represented hairstylists, makeup artists, um, and fashion stylist for photo shoots. It was called Coco Represents in San Francisco. They've since gone out of business, but that would obviously be the first step that I think that you should take into attempting to be, to assist a fashion stylist. Go to an agency and offer to assist. What you're probably going to start off doing, which is what I used to do, is you're going to be doing take backs. So basically the stylists go out, they get all these clothes for the photo shoot and they need somebody, they get them on the credit cards and whatever isn't damaged or they don't keep or they get clothes from cons on consignment. So stores loan them clothes for photo shoots. You then will be responsible for taking those back. So that's essentially taking the day and returning all kinds of clothes. Now, uh, many people probably don't know that, that that's like the lowest of the grunt work for stylists, but you should do that because that's going to get your foot in the door. Some other things that you're going to be doing, steaming clothes, um, all these different things like pins. You're truly going to be assisting. You are not going to be coming up with concepts and ideas and stuff like that. So I think your first, the first thing you should do is start to research agencies that represent stylists, fashion stylists. They still exist. Um, another thing that I probably do is look at some different fashion stylists online that you may admire. Find out who represents them, who their manager is, who their agent is, 
and go to their agent and provide them with, you know, a resume of your work ethic and find and tell them what you'd be willing to do in terms of assisting because they know that you want to be a fashion stylist. That's why you're assisting. But what you want to prove is that you can really assist and what is assisting. You need to really find out what that is. I happen to know some of the things, but this was over a decade ago that I used to assist fashion stylists and I assisted on, um, I did some styling assisting on like, uh, up in San Francisco, there's like Macy's and like Hewlett Packard. Like it's just more super corporate, you know? So in those ads, like, billboards or like bus stops you see you know the commercials uh the pictures of the guy with like the glasses and the sweater so it wasn't like high fashion there's a ton of different types of fashion styling so you need to narrow down what you're interested in find the kind of people that are doing what you're doing and offer to do some of those things that i suggested and also find out what are some other modern techniques or modern things going on that um, occur and you're probably going to have to do some of it for free that's just what it is um, but the, the trade-off of doing this for free is the relationships that you make um, and eventually you will start to get paid for doing that um, and then you'll learn what happens is that during the take backs you're going to learn what stores have what clothes and that's just going to give you your bank of knowledge um, for when you're ready to become your own fashion stylist so don't shun or look down on any of that work just get busy Okay, um, number two, my league, I would love some of your outlook on dating in 2015. What makes a man a man? Now, that's interesting. Um, I'll give you my outlook on dating in 2015. I'm not, you know, whenever I say what makes a man a man, I don't really know. You know, it's like everybody is looking for something different. I will tell you some of the resources that I think people can use, um, but let's get into it. My outlook on dating in 2015 is that, um, I mean, this is a tough thing, but I've said this many times that the numbers are the numbers and they're depending, you have to think about what you're interested in. So if you're only willing to date a particular type of man, you need to find out what the numbers and what the statistics and the chances are um, for that. There was a t article that I, um, read just this week in the New York Times about how there's like millions of missing black men and so google that if you haven't read it take a look at that tweet me tell me what you think about some of that content but I understand it and so I think I you know for a while I have often felt that like women all women should be open to all men at all times you know that's gonna it just widens your dating pool and then you know, something that I did, which I don't know if many of you have done, um, is that I really wanted to take some time and become a better person, a better mate. I wanted to become the person that I would have wanted to date, you know? So if you aren't the kind of person that you want to date, then work on that, you know? And then something else that I really wanted to work on is like my ability to communicate inside of relationships because I sucked at it. I would always cut people off, just stop talking, you know, kind of be mean and be done. And so I have finally learned to use my voice. And when I use my voice and say what I really mean, I'm no longer attached to the results. Like if it doesn't work out, then that just wasn't for me. And so there's tons of ways of dating. I think because of what we're doing, I think they said by the year like 2032, there will be more cell phones on the planet than there will be human beings. And so the dating apps like Tinder and all these other different things, um, 
I think that you should look into that. You know, I think that you should wisely look into online dating and always just kind of let people know you're looking, look online, see what you're looking for and continue to date. And I think understand that dating is just that it's dating. It's not marriage. It's just going out and finding people that you connect with or relate to and then working on it from there. Not like, oh my God, this is the man of my dreams. I'm going to marry him tomorrow. And we just had coffee yesterday. You know, it's like, Give it some time, I think. Give it some time um, and don't rush things because it's like, if it's not good, it doesn't matter how long you stretch it out. It will end, in my opinion. So, you know, take your time and have some fun with it. And as far as what makes a man a man, it just depends on what kind of man you're looking for. You know, honesty, integrity. You know, what makes a good human being a good human being is what same qualities you should be looking for. Which takes us to another cool question, number three. Hola, my leak. I met a guy online and we've been talking and texting for almost a month. We live an hour away from each other and he hasn't asked me out yet. Just not that into me. I saw this last night and I cracked it up. And I was just like, he may not have a car. He may not have enough money to drive your way. Um, I think that you, I mean, you've been talking and you've been texting. And so I, I mentioned this in the last podcast, communicate, you know, See if he wants to get together anytime soon. I, I do agree with you that he should ask you out. Um, and if he doesn't ask you out, I would be inclined to move on. Like, I keep talking to him, but there are so many people. Because trust me, I have done this online stuff. There are so many people who are in relationships looking to just kiki with somebody on the phone all the time. I'm telling you, it's bizarro. Um, there are so many people who are just looking for like pen pals, I swear to God, like they don't want to do anything with you. They just want you there for like emotional support and to be a talking and texting buddy. And if that's not what you're looking for, then you need to cut that off. If you're looking for somebody that you, that wants to like date and get together and go out, he's not that guy. Keep it moving. Number four. Hello, my league. First, I want to say you are a true inspiration to me. Thank you. Um, you are a breath of fresh air. I love to read and can't wait to indulge in some of the books of some of your books of choice as an entrepreneur such as myself. How do you recommend or how do you manage to get your reading in? Um, I Instagrammed about this the other day and I actually is that I don't watch very much TV. I don't I probably don't watch TV at all, even though I do need to remind myself to DVR this Bruce Jenner interview today because that's the kind of crap I like. Uh, I don't really watch television. I would say that I probably turn my TV on maybe once every other week um, to watch something. I usually watch stuff on the own network, so I'll catch up with some of Oprah's master classes or Super Soul Sundays, but I typically don't turn the TV on. So I can get up and read an hour or 30 minutes or a chapter in the morning. I typically read when I get home, and sometimes I keep books everywhere, or sometimes I read at work. So I have some books that I have in my office. I have some books that I have downstairs, like in the kitchen, living room area that I may pick up. Um, I have some books. I have tons of books up in my up in my bedroom. So on both nightstands, I have some books. So it's like there's a whole pile of books underneath uh, my right left night nightstand, and I keep about four or five on the other one, the left one. So I just keep books around me all the time. And then the books that I really um, want to refer to or go back to, I keep some books on iBooks. So if there's a book that I really want to finish and I know I may not be able to take it with me, um, I'll put it on my iBooks and, and just do it on my phone, do it on my iPad, um, something like that. I usually get the most reading done, like where I can knock out full books at a time on vacation. So that's coming up. I need to decide what books I'm reading. Uh, 
but yeah, I can on vacation I can read like a book a day. It's crazy. Um, okay, number five, and we only have two more. Thanks for uh riding with me. This has been a sh this is a shorter one. Number five. Hello, my league. Hello. I have always struggled with asking people for anything, but as I try and grow my business, I know I need help. And by help, I mean sponsorships from little name companies to larger scale ones. What is the best way in going about obtaining a sponsor? Well, it depends on what your business is and what you truly can offer. I can't tell you the number of times that I get uh, requests for sponsorships in my inbox and it's just not a developed concept. And the prices seem like they've been guessed and I think that you really have to sit down and think about what the going rate in the market is and what you truly can, what value you can truly offer the smaller or larger companies. Um, and you know, you probably are going to have to front some of this yourself. Um, if you are going to take on sponsorship, if nobody has ever seen your work before, that's going to be really tough. And you may just have to find one company that's willing to work with you. And the benefit that what you can sell them on is the benefit that they'll have in working with you is that they'll have exclusivity to the content, to whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, what's the best way is relationships. And so you've got to figure out a way to make some relationships, get your foot in the door with some of these people, um, that are responsible for the, the sponsorship dollars. So, uh, that's probably going to be, you know, you're going to have to get out there and hit the pavement. I know the world natural hair shows this weekend, events like that. I don't know what it is that you do, but going to, the hub where all of the where you can meet the most people at the, at the same time like you know the most bang for your buck so hopefully that helps you um final question was a personal one but it was very cool at what moment did you sit back and realize yes i made it i am successful how did you feel how did you celebrate um i think I had a couple of those um, I am successful moments. Um, true success to me is being able to do what you love and make a living. You know, um, I felt like I made it when I no longer had to go clock in and work for somebody. And that just meant like I didn't have to get up, get dressed, you know, go to go punch the clock. I was kind of on my own because I really... I didn't love doing that when I was doing it with other people. Um, I do it for myself now and it's still, it's interesting that it's still kind of the same. I still get up, go to work, you know, put on clothes and all that good stuff. Um, but I felt like I made it probably, I, I felt like I made it when I got my first full-time job in my twenties because I was doing, I, it was such a cool job. Like I was having so much fun with, it was very hard, but I was having so much fun traveling and, you know, we worked on American Idol. I had gone to Prince's house. I mean, I worked with Christina Aguilera. I went on tour with Linkin Park. I mean, I felt like I had made it um, and that I was successful. Um, in terms of entrepreneurship, um, I think when I began to, I guess, the success, the financial success that I gained uh, by starting Curlbox, um, it was it was huge and it was consuming and it was probably more scary than it was exciting um, because I don't think that I ever I always wanted 
this for my life, but I don't think that I ever imagined it. And something that I've been dealing with for a while, and I just talked to my therapist about this last week, is the guilt that I feel. Um, the guilt that I feel because I believe that everybody deserves to have financial um, stability or, you know, comfort. I, I believe that. And so I feel guilty when people around me don't have what I have. <clears throat> and I feel like they have worked as hard as I have worked. You know, I surround myself with a lot of hard workers. And I think it finally came to me. I was sitting here um, talking with the guy that I'm seeing. And he was just like, you know, my leak, it's not the effort that you've been rewarded for. It's the risk that you get rewarded for. Like the, you get rewarded for taking the risk. And then it kind of all made sense to me is that, yeah, I do have people and friends that work just as hard as I do. But um, I think the financial <clears throat> reward came from the risk. <clears throat> it is, it is, it continues to be a huge risk that I take. And so um, it sucks because I wish that I could say that I felt really happy and excited, but I probably felt more afraid and guilty than anything. And that's just real. Um, and that's why I have continued to go to therapy because I want to be able to enjoy the things that I have done and I want to be happy. And I try, you know, I really try to do that. Um, but I have just found over time that I'm just much happier giving like, and then I, I listen to people ask what podcasts do I listen to? I listen to Cheryl Strayed's Dear Sugar cause I love Cheryl Strayed. Um, and I love her book, Tiny Beautiful Things, but she has a podcast. And just yesterday I listened to one where she was saying that like, they, it's like proof that our, something happens in our minds. Like we get more like chemical reactions in our minds when we give <clears throat> versus when we get. And so I just have found that like giving does more for me. And so, um, there really has been no formal celebration, uh, I just continue to work and do the things that I enjoy. I've I've shared this with you guys. I save tons of money. Um, I probably live about three or four paces beneath what I can truly afford. So I don't live, I live well below my means, if you will. Um, I just try to go below my means. I, I wasn't used to having all this stuff before, so I don't need to, you know, max out on what I can actually afford to do. I just save it. Um, for a rainy day so that I can, I have no, um, I still can have no fear as I move forward. So if I want to end what I'm doing, if, if something stops, like if for some reason you see that everything that I'm doing goes away, um, know that I'm okay. You know, like don't, please don't fret and worry and go, Oh my God, like I wonder if she's broke or what is she going to do now? I'm fine. Okay. Trust me. I, I have saved for a moment, um, of nothing so that in the event that my whole train stops, I can live. Um, you know, I'm just saving to be able to live and maybe not work for like a couple of years. So if you don't see me doing anything and not working for a couple of years, I'm good. Cause that's what I'm trying to do. Um, anywho, I hope that helps. Maybe I will celebrate. Uh, maybe I will do a formal celebration. Maybe I turn 40. I have some time. I don't know. 40 sounds so old right now. Oh, um, but you know what? I'm excited because it's just like, I remember being 21. I remember the struggle and now I'm just excited to be in a place where I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm appreciating the growth. So anywho, that is it for me. You guys have a great weekend. Please continue to ask me questions on my website, mytaki.com. Ask me anything and I will get to your questions six questions every three days until my birthday. Ciao.